1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. And now, here with his wisdom, and maybe a recipe or two, Santana Dotson. Good morning, Santana. Good morning. There's my theme music, fellas. Only two teams left. Yeah. And they've faced each other before. They've done it before. Yep. Let's do it again. So, the thing that's different this time around is Taylor Swift. Right. Taylor. We get Taylor for two more weeks. And, you know, there's an intricate. I was thinking about it yesterday. Like, everybody's talking about, well, not everybody, but my circles. So that's everybody to me. It's <laughs> talking about the NFL. And, of course, of course, we're tired of seeing Taylor every touchdown that Kansas City makes. But they're talking about the NFL and how its fan base has expanded to all these Swifties that really know nothing or could care less about football. I wonder, has her fan base expanded at all from the dating scene that's going on with her and Travis Kelsey this year? Like more, uh, well, we had Aaron Rodgers attending a Taylor Swift fan uh, uh, show earlier this year, right? She don't date scrubs that don't get in the playoffs, though. She <laughs> dates Super Bowl <laughs> champions. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. She, a lot of NFL fans. She likes the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Some, some guy. Who doesn't like a tight end, I tell you. Watches football every weekend, just finally says, who is this Taylor Swift woman? I must check out her whole that situation. Did, that didn't happen, right? No football fan. Is there any football fan? No, there's got to be one or two. I know when I say nobody, but will I ever meet I someone? I just think statistically it must have happened somewhere, but enough to uh, shake some numbers loose somewhere. I don't know. But the camera yeah, was like, on her. and she dreaming going up? I hear it's going up like in the, you know, like they're playing all her music in the stadiums, especially when Kansas City comes Yeah, to yeah, sure. I bet that. Do you but, shake it off? But she, <laughs> she, uh, she wanted the camera off of her, and she mouthed those words into the camera, take the camera off, please, right? Yeah. Because sorry. she doesn't It'll give nice. her, sorry. she doesn't I give her, her like, image take- away. It ain't free. Read the back of the ticket. You do here. We're the NFL, babe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we do whatever we want. NFL. Right. Right. So. It'd be interesting if she started showing up, like, if this goes through next year or the year after, or however long this thing lasts. Like, if she starts showing up in, like, the camouflaged or in costumes or something, like the Michael Jackson look or the Kanye West look and just, like, uh, who's Who's that in the corner? I like that Taylor is going <laughs> to the game. She's traveling around with the team. She's seeing different. Oh, wait. She does that when she works, too. That's her job, yeah. traveling around, seeing different cities. And If she wanted to herself. go in disguise uh, to games, she could, you know, put on uh, one of those Pope outfits and go to the Packers game or be Icicle Man, yeah. something like that. Yeah. No one, that's Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, she's the Icicle dude. Let's start that rumor that that's right. who she is. At, that's at, Taylor Swift. At Packer games, right. Certainly, uh, she's not the first celebrity girlfriend 
to go to the stadium and watch her boyfriend play, right? It's got to be the, the, no. the number it's one, though. It's not the though. first. It probably won't be the last. But, but, yeah, it seems to be a pretty big deal. But is there – I mean, there's nobody at that level that an NFL player was dating. Jessica Simpson dated Tony Romo, but Jessica Simpson wasn't – That uh, one, yeah. Not, she wasn't Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think who – what NFL athlete had <laughs> – like years ago, did any time? Yeah, Madonna was she dating anybody? <laughs> I remember when Erlacher was dating Paris Hilton. Yeah, she was in a box in Chicago yeah. for a Packer game, that, but that's that not Taylor that's not Taylor Swift. Swift level. That ain't that no, ain't it's it. not right. Yeah, so, you would right, have to yeah, have, is that is that comparable? Will we say like Taylor Swift is like the modern day Madonna? Is that what? Oh, bigger. Yeah, I, yeah, bigger. I think you have to go Oprah. Like was Oprah, Oprah dating an NFL quarterback ever? I don't think so. Yeah. And it, did, and she flew in from Tokyo for this game. Is she on tour now? No, I think she's got a gig in Tokyo right around the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Right, because they're like, we don't know if she's going to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't underestimate Taylor Swift, but she's not going to yeah. let her Swifty fans down. That's for sure. I'll give her that. She. Yeah. She is not going to leave the show early to get on her plane and go, my boyfriend. She can walk off the stage onto an airplane, have a full shower and snack in the shower. Yeah. Did you hear about that, Santana? No, I didn't. Is that a plane? Okay. Uh, no. Hold on a second. We'll get. It's not Taylor. Snack in the shower, get a full night's sleep, you know, get dressed, get dropped off the plane and get her makeup done, show, hair done, yeah. you know, without any effort on her part. Well, just moving. Just, right. She's just, just cargo. walking yeah. part. Yeah, when it absolutely positive, when she absolutely yeah, positively has to be can, there. She can make that happen. Yeah. You ever eat in the shower? Uh, no, I don't. Do you know anybody who does? Mm, nobody comes to mind. <laughs> because <laughs> Jessica Beale says she snacks in the shower. Huh? What could she be eating? Like, I don't is know. she renting off her carrots? Uh, uh, you know, is- I'm thinking. An apple is pretty safe, and even if she wanted to peel an orange and wash all that sticky juice off her hands, all right, that let's, would be kind of convenient. Let's put, but then you get the peels. Let's put a bit of a list together here for just a second. Can you can you eat carrot sticks or baby carrots in the shower? Yes. Celery. Yes. A peach. Yes. Oreos. Not so good. <laughs> yeah, man, not so much. Stop. Stop right there. That's so easy. <laughs> Open a bag of Doritos and reach in. Pie. No. Pie, I, right? need to, I need to know, know how long Jessica's shower is that you can't wait 5, 10, 15 <laughs> she minutes. She she's making the shower longer by snacking in there when you should be taking care of other things. Right. Like, now your hands are full, and they're supposed to, you're supposed to have a washcloth and some soap somewhere around there. <laughs> Instead, well, what, what and a razor. Doing? Instead, you got a bowl a of hummus razor. and some chips. Yeah. <laughs> some, <laughs> some hot sauce. What about, okay, what if she brings in a tray of shrimp and some, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's seafood. It's supposed to be wet. It's okay. But the sauce is going to take a beating. Right. Sauce just, up high. She puts some sort of guard over it. She has to open it, you know, to yeah. dip. And then enjoy a shrimp. What do you do with the tail? Flip it on the floor. <laughs> her shower's full of. Puppy out. You're just pitching it. You're her, pitching penny. Her, her shower. Would you be shocked if you went to Jessica Beale's shower 
and saw like 40 shrimp, shrimp tails, tails all over the floor. Laying a, yeah, <laughs> or even a lobster tail here and there. Exactly. <laughs> and a lobster dinner shower. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. All right, let's get. I mean, I just think you can wait 10 or 15 minutes. I just, I, I really think you could. She be says able to it's, wait a, 10 or it's a time saver. She's got some I don't, kids, yeah, I don't right? know how that saves time, but I don't know how, you know, how busy she is. And do I care if she eats in the shower? She looks great. Plus, what's her definition of a snack? Yeah, it's not like yours and mine. Right, mine is like or, or uh, may, or maybe whole it's roasted shower chicken, diet, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe that would be a new fad, like the shower diet. Like, you need to take a shower and eat. If you can't eat it in the shower, yeah, you don't you need it. eat it, right. So, you need she's that not, shower diet. She's not going to take two pounds of leftover sloppy joe in there with her like I would do. Right. <laughs> just having a snack. She's not eating, right. she's, she's not eating hot sausage po' boys in the shower, no. that's for sure. Don't think so. What if she was? No. Is that a po' boy? <laughs> I. Somebody yeah. po' boy. <laughs> Santana, I don't know if you ever lost to the Lions in your time in Green Bay. You must have once or twice somewhere along the yeah, way. Yeah, I would right? say once or twice. Yeah, right. during not, those very years, there's probably a Silver Dome loss or two, but not many. Not very often. I don't think you ever lost to him in Green Bay under Favre. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I dare I dare to say I had not in, and in I, Lambeau for sure. I don't know what sort of affection you have for the Detroit Lions, but no matter who you are, you had to be going, this has got to be soul-crushing what I'm watching happen to them here in the second half. 27 yeah. unanswered points. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, just you almost come out of the last two games for San Fran, ours last week and this one with the Lions. Like, those are some lucky dogs, right? Those are some lucky dogs. But now I'm I wondering, mean, after, what was, they, but after what they did yesterday, I'm thinking, are they lucky or do they just adjust and they're just good enough to get by all the time? What, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing yesterday was just like the turnover in the second half. Like, San Fran went down and scored early in the third quarter, and then the next series, I think Detroit turns the ball over on their own 35 or 40, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to end well. Not at all. And it was just like an avalanche of things they couldn't get out of. A couple of drop passes, and then all of a sudden the game got tied, or they went up by three, and then it was like, okay. The nerves just, I think the stage uh, was too big for Detroit in that second half. And they were just like, okay, we're not going to be able to come over, climb this mountain. They had made all those catches all year long, and really, even in the first half, we can take it up to that point. The catch, the ones that they were dropping in the second half, right? Right. Um, right. They've, they've made them all year long. They didn't turn the ball over. Then they fumbled in the second half. And all year long, they went for it on fourth down and were successful in insanely high amount of times. All those yeah. things didn't come home for them in the last thirty minutes of that game. Would you? Very true. Would you? Did you second guess Dan Campbell on going for it on fourth down rather than kicking the field goal at that point? Yeah, I, you know, you always hindsight is twenty twenty, right? <laughs> but for some reason, he felt real good about their call, and he's been making those fourth down calls all year. And sooner or later, they come back to bite you, and it bit them yesterday. But you definitely look back at it like, okay, I think it would have been a 43- or 44-yard field goal. Let's just kick the field goal, bring it back to even, and see how this fourth quarter finishes out. Yeah, I don't know what their track record was for, you know, fourth down conversions all year. But 
I don't know how many were on the 18, you know, their, their 18 yard line either. That was a bad place. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, you know, and like I said, then you just continue to go down the toilet when you don't make that fourth and three. And, and you're playing, you're playing a pretty good team. So, you know, going forward during the regular season is a lot different and it's looked at a lot differently than going forward in my, in my opinion in the playoffs because these teams are so evenly matched and so good that, you know, a lot of times we don't think about what happens if you make or you don't, or if you make the field goal, miss the field goal, or you don't convert on fourth and three, you're giving these teams a real short field to drive and score points. All right, let's say he kicks that field goal and they make it and they still lose by seven because they, they can't stop the 49ers offense. Then you get the people second-guessing going, all season you went for it on fourth down. Why didn't you just go for it on fourth down? You That's what you do. you know. So I think yeah. he's damned if he does and he's damned if he if he doesn't, right? So, yeah, just... I agree. Yeah, you're not. Nobody. Everybody's not going to be happy. You, you should. You sure. You for sure know that. So that was. But that was. What about the hangover effect of something like that going to next year? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll step into next year with excitement and enthusiasm. You know, for you know, you got to look back at where Dan Campbell and that team came from. They were zero and ten his first year. The next year, I think they went 0-6. Um, so he's completely turned around that culture of what we've known as the Detroit Lions. So I think it'll really give them a sounding board to go into next year and really be prepared to not drop the pass, to make sure they convert on the fourth down. I don't think anything really changes with Dan Campbell's mentality, right? He's still going to be trying to bite off kneecaps. I would think. I would think that's his M.O. He's a motivator. Yeah, yeah. And the players love him, you know, and what, which happens a lot of times because he's great for the NFL. He, you know, he played what twelve, thirteen seasons in the NFL, so he knows what he's looking for in character and the mochizos, mochismo of guys that are going to be out there on the field playing for him. Found out yesterday he played his last three uh, seasons in Detroit. Yeah, we didn't didn't remember Dan Campbell being really anywhere. <laughs> I I don't. He just I don't remember Dan Campbell oh, really? as a player. Do you? Me yeah, or, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he, you know, he was. I don't want to call him a journeyman, but he played about on about three or four teams, if I recollect correctly. But uh, you know, I probably recall him because as a defensive lineman, you know, we're lined up immediately across those tight ends. Yeah, um, I recall him being real tall and lanky. You know. Yeah, I, 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 I felt bad for him, but I don't hope that they get there next year. I'll, I'll tell you that. You know, yeah, right. And I hope they lose every game. <laughs> I can't wish them well. Hey, sorry you didn't get to the Super Bowl, but I hope you don't get the there only, next the year either. The problem with yesterday's games was somebody had to win them. Uh, well, then you go to Baltimore, where the Ravens, wow, that was, their offense was horrible yesterday. Completely blew me away. Yeah, um, I think the mastery of the play calling for Andy Reid and the defensive coordinator of Kansas City just, really outmatched. I want to say Baltimore really felt like they were going to show up and do what we've been doing all year. And Kansas City was really prepared for it. There were no twists and tricks, no change-up throws uh, or anything that Baltimore threw at them. And I'm just really watching because I was really surprised. I thought Baltimore would run away with it, not just because of the Lamar Jackson factor, just because Baltimore's defense has been so good all year. 
and Kansas City was able to run the ball, and that opens up play action. And then, you know, you've got Patrick Mahomes that's going to convert every third and long. So it was just a ball of fire um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you know the Kansas City secondary was that good? Because Lamar could not get rid of the ball. He couldn't find anybody open. No, I did not. Not at all. You know, and, and Kansas City blitzed. Uh, last time I saw the stat, I think it was early in the third quarter, they were blitzing 50% of the time. And they were sending different blitzers every time, like, you know, different formations, sending them from from the third level, second level. And I don't think Baltimore could ever really get a good grip on exactly who was coming and when they were coming. Yeah, you know, I just – you have films you watch, you have coaches tracking that all the time. Even if they pull something – yeah. Uh, that you don't expect. You know what I'm thinking? Don't you? Yeah. And how little I know. No, no, you no, no. I'm thinking football. that. No, I'm thinking that film is uh, watching film on a team. Waste of time. Didn't work yeah. for Baltimore yesterday. What a well, waste of time. Yeah. What, right. what, what did the mother say <laughs> back in uh, Christmas vacation? What a remarkable waste of time and resources. Yeah, I hope <laughs> your children can see what a. And and it's the unseen things, right? Like you think back to that Kansas City game, there were no turnovers. Baltimore needed a turnover or something to get them motivated or a big return. And I think Andy Reid just capitalizes. Uh, those are the little things, like you know, you didn't the ball handling. Don't give don't give the opponent a short field or an opportunity to score any points on you. And they just kind of kept. They kept Lamar and Baltimore in the hole all day. Yeah, because to start the game in Baltimore, they had Ray Lewis, you know, coming yeah. out the tunnel, doing the dance and the whole thing and getting the crowd fired up. And then and then they saved Terrell Suggs for the second half to come out to get the crowd fired up. Like halfway through the third quarter, it's like, oh, no, here it is. Suggs right. is here, T-Sizzle. You know, it was like, meh, more, wah, 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 wah. Well, but they scored right. Both teams scored right away. And then yeah. the Ravens couldn't score again. Yeah. So, I don't know. They got out of their system early. So you must, yeah, you, as a ball. defensive wasn't guy, as a defensive guy, you must have loved watching all the defense yesterday. In oh, that I enjoyed game. every minute of it. Yeah. Every snap of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was must-watch TV, if you yeah. ask me. All right, so now we got our Super Bowl matchup. you got your Kansas City defending Super Bowl champions taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I don't want your pick yet. Oh. Because we have two weeks, right? Let's let's Yeah, we got time. This is called dragging it out. <laughs> let's put this yeah. in a smoker and let it uh... – <laughs> Absolutely, let's, develop. Let's slow walk that thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's got. And then when you take it out of the smoker, if it's a brisket, it's got to go in a cooler wrapped in foil and towels for a couple hours to rest before you can even. That's eat it. right. Before yeah, you, you got to let that meat rest. Right before you can even cut it up. So, how do you like the? How do you like this matchup anyway? As far as who are the two best teams there? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say the two best teams are there. You know, Kansas City. I think a lot of people jumped off there the KC bandwagon midway through the season because of injuries, but Andy Reid has found a way to motivate him and get those guys ready for the playoffs. No team has looked better in the playoffs. And San Fran's kind of been the cream of the crop. I think what was uh, yesterday was their fifth NFC championship in a row or something crazy. I saw maybe fourth or fifth. Yeah. KC? 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So four out of five years. Four out of five. Four out yeah. of five. So. And you. Yeah. So um, it, it's going to be a interesting matchup, and I think it'll make for a real good Super Bowl. Your dad played for Kansas City, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. drafted by Kansas An- City. And Andy Reid is, you know, Andy, you, you're both in Green Bay together, right? We're both in the Bay together, yeah. yes, sir. So, does that have any, do you, are, you, are you happy for Kansas City, or are you like, meh, I don't care? Yeah, I'm definitely happy for K- Casey and Andy, because and, I know how hard he works. Nobody's a better coach, and, you know, we like to call, quote-unquote call them player coaches, and um, but he's, nobody prepares harder, gets his team ready um so yeah it's definitely well deserved happy for him would you say that if you were sitting in matt lafleur's kitchen right now having coffee with him doing this would you say nobody works harder than look right at him and go nobody works harder than andy reed would you look right at matt sure lafleur and say that i, I sure <laughs> would say that so LaFleur. you know santana dotson told me to work harder in a kind of a roundabout way but he was looking right at me. I'm like Maddie, Maddie. Yeah, you can work as hard. But shaking not your harder, head, shaking, you. shaking your head. No, as you're looking at him, going, "Yeah, nobody works harder than Andy Reid." And you're telling, "No, I'm kidding. I'm just saying this for the radio. You can say any <laughs> cra- you can say any crazy thing on the radio. Just anything, right? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk more about this next Monday, Santana. All right. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good week. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Santana.